I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources on a Tuesday. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you, and hope you're having a fantastic, beautiful, beautiful September 1 here in the great state of Utah. And as we uh, get into the final segment here, and obviously there's a lot of concern around the country about the economy, uh, what things are going to look like moving out of this pandemic. I continue to maintain that Utah is better positioned than anywhere in the world to lead out as we uh, come through this pandemic and move on and move forward. And I think it's important for us to recognize why that is. And a lot of it, of course, is we have a, a strong free market economy. We have great institutions of civil society where our businesses give back and are involved in the community. We have great uh, social fabric in terms of neighborhoods and communities, uh, church groups, volunteer organizations, uh, and on and on it goes. We we have a great uh, thing in place. We just uh, are opening up the brand new international airport and I know a lot of people say, well, you know, why, why now? Why now? And it's like, this is the time. Uh, you have to recognize that most of the great breakthroughs, break with uh, innovations happen during really tough economic times. And most of the, the great businesses that we celebrate today uh, were not founded in booming times. They were found out of, <laughs> founded out of necessity or during a bust. Uh, economically or or even a depression or during a, a, an economic downturn. And and so why Utah? Why is Utah so well positioned? Well, part of that is the way we view work. Uh, we have uh, really come to symbolize the our state symbol of the beehive, that we do have people who work here. Uh, a recent study out by Wallet Hub shows Utah ranks uh, one of the highest in the country for hardworking people. Uh, we we knew that already. We didn't need a study to tell us that. And it, it's an interesting thing to look at because it's it's also one of those things that we often question. We question uh, our young people. Are they getting that strong work ethic? Uh, and and is there a, an entitlement uh and a grievance society starting to, to fester and, and starting to emerge. And, and it's really interesting to see that and to see how that goes. And you can go around the state and in different areas, you'll say, oh, man, this is a this is a hard work. This is a gritty school. Well, we see that even some of our uh, colleges and universities. Uh, some just have these students who are just gritty uh, and determined and just scratching and clawing. And some have a little bit more of an elite attitude of, uh, hey, I'm I'm here. This is good. I'm entitled to a whole bunch of things because of who I am or where I came from. Uh, and to me, that misses the whole essence of work and how work should play into our days. Uh, and so to me, that's really the question of the day is what is your attitude towards work? Is it is it something to be tolerated and endured? Uh, or do you find yourself just living for the weekend? Although I think with the uh, coronavirus, sometimes it's hard to differentiate <laughs> the nights and weekends. They all kind of blend together. Uh, but are we, during our days, when we are working, are we keeping one eye on the clock? Are we waiting for the day to end so we can shift to 
uh, activities that might be a little more tension relieving? Uh, do we dread Mondays? Do we get that pit in the stomach uh, as the weekend comes to a close? I, mean, I know some people who, by the time they get to Sunday afternoon, they're already kind of in stressed out mode, uh, worried about what's going to happen on Monday. And so where does work fit into that life balance? I think a lot of us are questioning that as we've gone through the pandemic. A lot of businesses have started to think, well, wait a minute, maybe maybe we've been approaching our work a little bit backwards. And uh, so part of that is, is what is our attitude towards work and what is the role of work in our world? And then how does it help us actually move forward to do the most important thing? Provide for our families, take care of our loved ones, make a difference in our community, give back, add value, and leave a legacy. Uh, to me, that's always the test. Uh, that's the, the the real thing we have to keep our eye on. But again, a lot of this, in my view, is about our attitude toward work. And again, I think that's something we do well here in the state of Utah. I think we teach that pretty well to our young people, although there's always a question and every generation seems to struggle with that a little bit. There are places around the country and around the world that are really struggling with work. Many feel they're entitled to uh, a guaranteed income. They feel like they're guaranteed a a whole long laundry list of things uh, without working, without commitment, without responsibility. And it really interesting, uh, James Michener said this. He said, the master in the art of living makes little distinction between work and play, labor and leisure, mind and body, information and recreation, uh, love and religion. Uh, they hardly know which is which. So when you're when you're out there and, and your work is your play, your play is your work, uh, that's a that's a good space. Uh, when you're so passionate about something that you don't uh, have one eye on the clock or you're not counting down to when uh, a certain project is going to be done, uh, that's a good space to be in. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that you're going to not have hard things. Every job has things that are just less fun <laughs> or not fun at all. Uh, some things that might be downright annoying. That's that's part of work. I think that's why they call it work. Uh, really interesting, uh, legendary scientist Jonas Salk uh, he was a tireless worker, and his work was his play. It was his passion, to be sure. And he was driven by this compelling vision to make the world a better and a healthier place. And it was that passion about work and, and that impact, that good old-fashioned work ethic, uh, really made the difference. And uh, he would he would often say that the reward for work well done is the opportunity to do more work. <laughs> and I often joke about that. You know, the that's the problem with doing something great is it gives you a chance to do something else great. Uh, but that's a good thing. Uh, a wise man once said that uh, work will always be a spiritual necessity, even and especially when it's no longer a physical necessity. And so part of this that I wanted to get to today is just our attitude toward work. And do we just see it as a burden, as something we have to endure and get through day to day, week to week? Or is it is it part of who we are? Is it a chance to, to really manifest who we are, what we believe, how we choose to make a difference in the world? Uh, I think that's a fascinating thing to ponder and think through as we go through and as we look at so many who are debating. And we're going to hear this all through the fall election as to what should be the reward for work and what is entitled 
And there's going to be great debates about that, whether it's higher education or health care or a guaranteed wage uh, every month, regardless of work. Those are all going to be issues that are going to be debated in a hot and heavy way, I think, over the next 60 plus days as we drive towards that first Tuesday of November. Uh, and to me, the question is, so what does that really mean? And and what kind of conversation does that spawn, not for cable news networks, what kind of conversation is that going to create around your dinner table or across your back fence or in your neighborhood or in your business for that matter? Uh, we often see this in different organizations. Sometimes there is an entitlement mentality in certain parts of a, of a business or a building uh, and uh, more hard work uh, coming out of others. Those are good discussions. Those are good debates to have in terms of who's who is really uh, adding value and making a difference. And so to me, I want to go back uh, to, to Michener uh, because I, I think this is just such an important important thing for us to think through. And again, the master in the art of living makes little distinction between work and play, between labor and leisure, mind and body, information and recreation. And a lot of times you just don't know the difference. I hope your work is your play and that it leads you to a place where you can actually make a difference because that's what it's all about, and we do that very well here in the state of Utah. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for being with us today on KSL's Inside Sources. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.